2: Learn more at marines.com. Khalil Mack.
1: He is a game record.
0: This is what happens. If I'm the tackle, first sack, coach, I got to be better. I'm sorry, man. Dude, I'll get it next time. I promise you, I got him. What about the second one? Second sack? Fuck. This guy's really good. I don't know, man. I don't know if I can do this. Third sack? I am furious.
2: What the fuck are we doing? Why are we just letting this guy get running? Like, what are we doing,
0: coach? I'd be furious if I'm the tackle. I would be so mad.
1: Welcome back to New Heights, ladies and gentlemen. Presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment, and also presented by the all-new Experian Smart Money debit card. Mm. The debit card that builds credit without the debt. That's so smart. Ah, why did it take us so long to get to this point? Experience, thank you for that. Well, done, we are experience. your host. I'm Travis Kelsey. This is my big brother Jason. New episodes drop every Wednesday during the NFL season. So subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get those podcasts and follow the show on all social media platforms at new heights show with one S. Jason tell the people what we got
0: coming up you're not going to believe this but we got another great episode oh that's right we're going to get to our week four nail biters of course answer uh, all of our 92 percenters and new 92 percenters Uh, no dumb questions and um, yeah we're going to try and figure out uh, if the NFL is doing maybe a little bit too much what do you mean well we'll get to it but first as always, new
1: news, new news coming Alrighty. in. I'll tell you what; I might have to jump off this new news with this uh, beautiful blue jersey that I have on. Oh, um, there that's we probably go. Probably one of the Just get right to it more interesting things. I think that, everybody uh,
0: watching is probably
1: yeah dying probably to know why you're wearing a why I'm wearing a beautiful BYU jersey from BYU. That's right. That's Brigham Young right there. How about uh, that? Shout out to the Check. <laughs> we had a uh, a good gentleman's bet in the locker room or really in the entire facility because we got a handful of BYU guys and a couple of UC fellas. It was an even line just about the entire uh, entire week, so we just went with uh, the winner loss. Straight up. Um, just All straight right. up, and uh, sure enough, Cincinnati lost by seven, so my bet was if I lost, I had to wear a BYU jersey on the show and of course if they lost uh they all had to drink a beer with me
0: oh wow so they didn't have to wear a jersey <laughs> <kidding>. they didn't <laughs> agree it? to that they didn't agree to that
1: uh but i did bet them i was like you got to come to a vegas pool party with me at least but they will go to that they would go to that they would, they were up for that yeah
0: so they're down to go to the pool bar but not to drink a beer yeah no well i don't no, know no, i almost had them
1: i almost had them. i do you go to a vegas yeah,
0: you whatever. go to a
1: vegas pool bar you're just hey, like, you don't know right, what you're
0: one. about to see at that vegas pool party now um <laughs> This bet took place on team premises?
1: No. No, it did not.
0: I, I thought you just said, when you were just talking, you said Mm-mm, at no, the facilities, I said you guys that, made the bet. There was
1: a few people in the facility that go to BYU. I never said oh, it happened in the facility. Because
0: as you know, betting on league facilities is strictly forbidden. And so that's be, why
1: we didn't do it. We did okay, it over perfect. text when we okay, all were out of sure. the building.
0: Just, okay. That's smart. That's good. All right. Well, um, well you look great in it. I'm not going to lie.
1: I would say... This jersey might have been worn. This might be a game worn jersey because you know guys. Guys, when it's too tight on their arms, they they cut the corners there, and these corners are cut. So I don't know if I just if I just took this off a guy's back from being in the game. They threw my name on it. How did they get your name on it that quick? <sighs> those, That's those fast. Mormons, those Mormons work in mysterious ways, man.
0: Hey, well, yeah. When you don't drink or go to Vegas <laughs> People, you got a lot of time on your hand. <laughs>
1: Way to go. Way
0: to go, BYU. Yeah. All right. I was
1: walking around the facility today and had a yeah. few guys mention that, oh, I heard you're going to be wearing the jersey. I'm just like, damn, that word spread quick. I heard Chad Lewis, <laughs> legendary BYU guys, excited about it. And Eagle. Big Did Andy time. say anything Eagle about Eagle at the it? tight end. Yeah, no, he mentioned it. He mentioned, it. he said, I heard you're wearing this jersey. I'm just like, damn it, they're making. Dude, you got you to. You'll got see be- it, big guy. I'll wear it with pride. I'll wear it you with pride. BYU. Shout out to BYU for getting the dub. Cincinnati, let's go, baby. Come on. Let's get back on the train, baby. You see? <laughs> you got a BYU jersey
0: and an Andy Reid mustache. This is uh, quite the scene. All right. <laughs> Let's get to the other new news. New Heights is officially the number one podcast on Apple, Spotify. I think just about every podcast uh, network at this point.
1: That's crazy, man.
0: Uh, we are officially on the map. Both Travis and I have officially we are been on put the on the map.
1: map. Just when you think you were s- skating away from it.
0: We have also reached 1 million followers on our Instagram account. Damn. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to our regular episode and our Stone Cold Jones special guest episode last week. All of the 92 percenters, the new 92 percenters. Yeah. Nothing out of the ordinary from week three. So can't uh, really explain why the, the boost in viewership. But we appreciate all you guys tuning in.
1: Appreciate you guys.
0: Do we have any favorite Moments uh, from the Chris Jones episode, Trav.
1: I mean, I just yeah, me getting called Malibu's most wanted might be the the funniest shit um, I've heard in a long time,
0: dude. T and then somebody put in uh, the uh, one of the <laughs> comments I saw from one of the ninety two percenters, it. So why we love the instead 92%. of B Rad, it was T Rav. <laughs> I think that might be the new nickname, <laughs> T Rav.
1: <laughs> Don't be hating. Don't be hating. Yeah, um, you gotta love the Tyree. He'll trash talk though, man. That's always fun. Tyreek actually, uh, what did he do? He responded with the, um, I'm 195 now. I got that South Beach weight now. Uh, after um, Chris Jones was talking about he's just too light. <laughs> then he weighs 140 pounds. He got little man syndrome. That uh, that I'll tell you what, man, being down there in South Florida, man, you train down there. And that the weight is coming off.
0: Yeah, there's it's no, definitely to. There's no running from that. It's gonna affect
1: you. What about you? What was your favorite part?
0: My favorite part was the whole thing it was hilarious chris is hilarious um you know i've never really talked in depth with chris that much i've only really talked to him after games so to get to know him his personality see how funny he is really really enjoyed just talking to him the 40 story obviously i think
1: stole the show well let's keep this thing moving and get the fan mentions of the week out right now this is something uh you've all been commenting on for the past few weeks (laughs) and it's uh It's about time we finally addressed it. Jason, what's up? What the fuck is going on with your microphone, dog? Do you try and wash that and it like just gets all the lint and hairballs on it? Or is it just the filthiest thing ever? Yeah, we have a lot of comments talking about how you just have lint and dirt all over your shit. Look at you. You didn't even pull the right thing off. (laughs) That's disgusting. From Mr. Crawford87, is anyone else wanting to clean the windscreen cover? On Jason's microphone. First of all, I had no idea that's what these things are fucking called. Is that what this is? Yeah, a wind screen cover. Uh, I guess um, it's supposed to block the wind.
0: I mean, let me tell you this. If you think this is dirty, you should see the rest of my house. Yeah, obviously, I haven't talked, watched the documentary if you think this is bad because uh, got some dirt in there. Okay, I think I got it. I think I got just about everything.
1: I don't know if there's something wrong with my screen, but you did definitely did not get that.
0: I think I got it all. Everything. Yeah, I got
1: it. Oh boy, good for you, man.
0: If you guys think this is bad, you should have seen our dorm room when we lived together at Cincinnati. It was whoo.
1: oh my god!
0: I think when we were moving out, um, we for, like legitimately found a full pizza box under one of the beds that still had pizza in it. If I'm not mistaken, and it wasn't yeah. my bed, I'm just gonna say, wasn't my
1: well, bed. Well, must have been mine. Cause I was getting a fuck ton of <laughs> Adriaticos the down the street. Yeah. I was, I was getting hey, Adriaticos, Adriaticos for Adriaticos. lunch every man. fucking day.
0: Everybody talks about Skyline Chili. <sighs> they don't know. That's about it from Cincinnati, right? Skyline Chili, but hey. Cold star. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I don't even eat Everybody that talks shit. about Cincinnati Chili. Get you some of that Adriaticos Bearcat pizza.
1: You'll enjoy it. Oh man. It doesn't get any fucking better than that. All right. I'll tell you what, man. I remember that uh, my bed smelled like tequila for well, an entire I don't know. Why, year? Would,
0: why would that happen why would bed smell like tequila
1: <laughs> why would that happen well because there was a random bottle of jose cuervo gold uh sitting in the living room warm i should say and uh it was my 21st it was my 21st birthday it was uh it was it was like a wednesday or thursday night during the season so we yep. n- knew we had, had practice in the, the next morning day, for yeah. sure yeah had practice the next day so i was like i don't want to go out tonight i'm gonna wait till the end of practice on friday and then go celebrate my birthday on friday and sure enough turning 21 jason wanted to make sure that alcohol was you know forced uh upon me it's a good brother so him and what is it three other linemen it was yeah it was just about the entire house which is offensive and defensive linemen and zach our quarterback shout out to everybody in that house 127 west nixon great house it was a great house, but this was not a fond memory for me. They pinned me down. Arms. You didn't like this? Arms, legs. I'm sleeping, by the way, people. I'm trying. Sleeping. Oh, you were trying to. You're not sleeping <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Clock strikes midnight, and here come the cavalry. Just come in. Just pin me down. Arms. One 300-pound man on each arm. One 300-pound man on each leg. And Jason comes in and says, open up. <laughs> and I'm like, I ain't doing it. You guys are, fucking, mm-mm, I'm not doing it. And then pinches the nose. So I have to, <laughs> I have to breathe out of my mouth. Classic big brother move right there. This shit's a fucking movie and pours the entire bottle of Jose Cuervo. It
0: was not the whole bottle. Don't be dramatic.
1: It was the entire fucking bottle to the point where I cough up the tequila after one gulp. It was not. It goes through my nose. Into my eyes and all over my fucking bed. So, not only did he ruin my night of sleep, but for the rest of that fuck, like really the rest of that season, my bed had like a little bit of, like just a teeny bit of just scent of tequila at all times. So, every time I went to sleep, I was reminded that I was 21 now.
0: (laughs) Happy birthday. (laughs) You're
1: You're
0: welcome. You you went to the University of Cincinnati, not BYU. What'd you expect? (laughs)
1: Fuck yeah! I wish I would have went. It's go Cougs, man. Fuck. You only turned
0: twenty one one time. There'll be yeah. plenty of practice.
1: Well, yeah, who uh, who ruined your twenty first birthday, Jason?
0: I don't remember. I, I remember I did a shot. <laughs> I remember I did a four horseman shot. My first four horsemen ever when I was twenty one. I think.
1: Give the people some uh, understanding. What's a what's a four horseman shot?
0: I believe it's Jim, Johnny, Jack, and it might be Jose. I don't know. But this I thought it was. It's either all four. Uh, whiskeys.
1: It's a fucking train wreck.
0: It's terrible. It's the most disgusting shot in the world that I've ever had. I'm not going to lie. No desire to ever do that.
1: Yeah. Thank you for that, Jason. I've enjoyed tequila ever since.
0: Oh, perfect. I'm glad that um, we started you off on your 21st birthday.
1: Yeah. I was a vodka guy before that.
0: Let's get to some no-dumb questions. All right, now. Brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. That's right. Let's go sports bar. That's right. I figured out that you can chant no dumb questions. Ooh. Yeah. There's a lot of things you you can do in that. Just Just dumb people. people. Yeah. So it's a fun little jingle you can kind of put on anything, but let's get to them. All right. Obviously, we have some new fans, which has led to an increase in a new uh, type of uh, not-dumb
1: question. <laughs> Who has introduced this to a whole bunch of new dummies? Uh,
0: which is a lot of intro-level football questions. Uh, let's yeah. get to the first one.
1: Let's get a good one here, man. What is this?
0: New fan, at Pearl Bramnick, uh, 4,300. Pearl. Pearl. Uh, dude, Pearl is a good name. Pearl That's is a That's an old name. school. That's a
1: southern-ass fucking name, too.
0: Right? That is like, you're, she's- Pearl. She's, yeah, she's probably like 75. All right. <laughs> Pearl uh, Swifty here. Not going to lie. I learned more in like five minutes of No Dumb Questions than I have uh-huh. from watching my husband watch <laughs> football for years and having him half explain things to me as we go. Thanks, guys.
1: This whole time, I thought we weren't making any sense at all.
0: Yeah, that's not a question. That's just a statement. And uh, glad we could be of some help, Pearl. Yeah. There were a lot of comments of like how can people ask these questions listen I'm all about expanding football's audience
1: this is why we're here yeah come on There's in no questions join whatever the
0: game whatever you think ask away ask away
1: we won't call you dumb if you ask a no dumb question
0: so that wasn't a question i read this wrong i guess that was just a comment i guess pearls wasn't a question i fucked that up all right whatever (laughs) first no dumb question (laughs) is from laura like a dumbass chicago n1 and n2 heart blue heart okay all right yeah one who is gronk two why does travis do the archer pose when he enters the stadium three Can you please explain one-versus-two-point conversions and why teams choose to do one over the other? I never know what is going on. All right, we got you, Laura. All right, one, Gronk. Who is Gronk? Gronk is uh, the uh, keeper of the turf. It's on every field has somebody who is in charge of maintenance of the turf, and that is known as the Gronk of that field.
1: He's such bullshit. He just blatantly lied to you. He's fucking, he's playing the fiddle right now. Yeah. Rob Gronkowski is um, known as one of the greatest football players of all time.
0: (laughs) One of, you're just going to say one of, I was wondering where you're going to go with it.
1: I say greatest football players of all time.
0: Oh, you did say that.
1: (sighs) Yeah. I didn't say anything about tight end, which was the position that he played that he was extremely good at. Arguably the best to ever do it. What is Gronk? Who is Gronk? Gronk is uh, he's like the most dominant force.
0: Well, let's start with his name. R- Rob Gronk, Gronk is short, Gronkowski. short for Rob Gronkowski.
1: There you go. All right, I see you. You're getting good at this whole like break it down <laughs> thing, man. This guy's good, man. He's a tight end. Played for the Patriots, Buccaneers. Am I missing anybody else? Yeah, won four Super Bowls. Uh, got a list of accolades that um, yeah, we'll get him a first ballot Hall of Fame.
0: One of the most unstoppable forces, I think Travis was on to something when he was getting to that. I mean, blocking, defending, you know, he was just one of the most unstoppable players of all time. And when you become that unstoppable, they just shorten your name because they get tired of saying Gronkowski, Gronkowski, Gronkowski. It's like, no, that's just Gronk. That's Gronk.
1: That's Gronk, baby.
0: And then other people try and steal it, you know, where you know Travis is now what has been known as Baby Gronk.
1: No, I'm fake Gronk. Baby Gronk's a whole different... That's a kid. Travis has been known as fake
0: Gronk. Now there is baby Gronk,
1: which that's a whole nother issue. Fake Gronk head ass, as uh, Von Miller would say. As Von Miller said, our good friend Von Miller. That's my dog. If you guys want to know more about Gronk, just go ahead and watch our episode that we had with Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. And you'll get to know him... Don't know why we didn't think
0: of that right away.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You'll know exactly who Gronk is.
1: I guess I have to answer the second part to this question. I do the Archer pose uh, when I enter the stadium because I always I wanted to do something when I when I ran out of the tunnel and I'm like, man, you know what's really been motivating for me is to always you know dream big, always shoot for the stars. So I'm all, I'm just out there shooting up for the stars, baby. I um one of my favorite quotes from uh, my guy Deion Sanders, Prime Time. Um, he says, if your uh, if your dreams aren't bigger than you, then there's a problem with your dreams. So, uh, don't forget to shoot for the stars, ladies and gentlemen. And number three, uh, can you, Tom, please are expl- you making
0: that up on the spot? Or is that really why you do the archer pose?
1: No, that's really why I do the, you archer put
0: post. that much thought into the, I, I just thought you thought it was something cool. And you, just yeah, you think
1: I it. just wear number 87 just because,
0: well, I know that you, it's not because of the reason you've given people.
1: What do you think it is then?
0: I think you just got given the jersey and you just wear eighty-seven trips and no, you I found out Jason, that that's what happens
1: needed? to offensive linemen. Us <laughs> <laughs> skill guys. We get to pick our jerseys.
2: You
0: get to pick it. All right. Yeah. So one versus two-point conversions. This is the real, uh, I guess, not dumb question. Looking forward to answering. Why do teams choose one or the other? So typically, a one-point conversion, Laura, is a extra point try where you're kicking a field goal now from the what
1: is it, the 15 or something like that? I believe the 25.
0: Is it the 25?
1: I don't fucking know. That's a great question, man.
0: I think it's 15 for some reason. Yeah, Either way, look
1: at this, but yeah.
0: Yeah, the one-point conversion is an easy chip shot field goal for the field goal kicker. Typically, a very, very high percentage chance of getting an extra point. Uh, we're talking above 95% likelihood that this thing's going through the uprights, so and we're going to get seven points instead of six. Yeah. But a two-point conversion is essentially you get the ball – after you score with one attempt to get the ball in the end zone, you get the you can either run it in or throw it in. If you don't get it, you get no points. If you get it, you get two extra points. Typically from the two-yard line, unless there's a penalty, then you get it at the one-yard line.
1: Yeah, the penalty on the defense, that is. But, yeah, Correct. that was pretty yeah. good. I mean, I I understood it. So um, my head was kind of going – kind of got off track a little bit there. But I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. It was pretty good, bud.
0: Yeah, could have could have got more direct with it probably.
1: From, oh, my – Love is a lie, Indy, N2. That's, that's a long handle. Yeah. Couldn't just throw the old name on there. Can you explain why analysts say that a running back is running downhill? Oh, I mean, yeah.
0: Have you ever seen anybody run downhill? Have you ever, you ever watched Isaiah Pacheco? <laughs> yeah. you
1: ever seen anybody literally run down a hill? They look like they're like running faster. They're They're running with a purpose. There's also a physicality. That kind of yeah. comes with running downhill. That uh, that you would li- that you like to see. Like if yeah. you just watch Isaiah Pacheco run, he no. runs downhill.
0: He runs like a locomotive. I mean, it's like a pistons firing type run to him.
1: But it's a fucking Tasmanian devil, man.
0: Who is the most downhill running back of all time? So downhill running back is a guy who builds up momentum as he's running the ball. And it typically turns into like almost like an unstoppable force. The more momentum that it builds up right away. I think of my favorite running back growing up. Shout out to uh, the bus. Jerome Jerome Bettis. Bettis.
1: Yeah, the bus.
0: Another guy I think of would be Larry Zonka. I feel like yeah. when he was very similar, yeah. when he got yeah. moving, he just yeah. kind of was bouncing people off of him. I've only
1: seen highlights. So, yeah,
0: I would say Jim Brown could be one at times. But I feel like he was too – he had too much of the shiftiness at the same
1: time. He had thunder and lightning. You know what I mean? Jim Brown had it all.
0: He had it all. So I, 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 I think he was more under control. Like running downhill is like the running back is going to fall on his face if somebody doesn't try and tackle him.
1: The one I think of right now is Derrick Henry. Oh. In our game today. I mean, the guy, he's a lot of outside, inside zone, outside zone. Got to hit he's him before he gets yeah. – you yeah. you get yeah. you, he gets his legs moving, gets some momentum going downhill. Yep. Oh baby. That's a it's a big man to try and break down. No doubt. righty. Good question. Good question. Great
0: question. I actually enjoyed talking At about good that. Good for right.
1: Abrams. Oh, you got it. I'll take it. What is a sack? I need help. Well, a sack mm-hmm. is when it's a lot of types of sacks. If we're talking about football sacks. Yeah. When we're talking about football sacks is when the quarterback gets tackled behind the line of scrimmage. That's uh That's it. But um why is it called a sack? Sack loss. I don't know. You wrapped, him up like a, you wrapped him up in a sack? Yeah, what
0: is the root of the term sack for football? Oh, here we go. Thanks, intern Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. The term sack was first popularized in the 1960s by Hall of Fame defensive end Deacon Jones. Deacon Jones. Who felt that a quarterback being sacked devastated the offense in the same way that a city was devastated when it was sacked. He was referencing a time where uh, <laughs> villages were ransacked, I believe. Jones provided the LA Times reporter with some other detailed imagery about his forte. You take all the offensive linemen and put them in a burlap bag, and then you take a baseball bat and you beat on the bag. You're sacking them. You're, bra- you're bagging them, and that's what you're doing with a quarterback. I kind of like the first. That was kind of
1: it. disturbing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, um, that was a little bit like that serial killer. a little fucking. This guy, man, that I was back the first in one. the gladiator days, man, when football was fucking football, man. Fuck. Well, this the good deacon is right. Um, beating the fuck out of people. in, a, in Sacks the sack. are
0: Jesus. devastating to drives. They're devastating to offenses. A loss and a, a loss of downs is a huge play for the defense. Um, which is why
1: they are so coveted and defensive
0: linemen get paid so much.
1: And boy, did we see a few sacks on Monday night. Oh, we're going to get to it. Oh, yeah. baby.
0: Pretty crazy. That was a yeah. no-dumb question that we had to have answered. Thank you, intern Brandon, yeah. and uh, for good for Abrams for asking it.
1: disturbing, but thank you. And shout-out to Deacon Jones.
0: Alrighty, last dumb question from at Beth and Ham. What is the little fanny pack thing for on some players? Saw one on Patrick on Sunday and Jason on Monday. That, my friends, is called a hand hand warmer. warmer. Yeah, Yeah, it's just a hand warmer.
1: warmer. Just keep your hand warm.
0: Or if it's raining outside, it keeps your hand dry. I typically never use hand warmers to keep my hands warm. It's usually just to keep them dry. That's
1: all I care about. I don't wear them because I've gotten like held by them and like kind of like it's just... Tackled by them. Not necessarily tackled by them, but they'll definitely slow you down. Yeah. They're supposed... They have Velcro on them, so they're supposed to just rip off if somebody tries to tackle you by it, but it's still got a little tug to it. If you, if you know what I mean, if you're not like just absolutely to, hanging on by it, yeah, you don't so want to I wear just, it. If
0: sauce gardeners garden, you.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to sauce. That boy was.
0: We got, uh, I don't know if I want to be more discreet. Uh,
1: got to be more discreet. And that was no dumb questions. We answered it fully, right? Yeah, it's a hand warmer. That's it, right? It usually keeps your hand warm or dry. And if you just wear one, you're wearing it because it's an accessory.
0: Yeah, or yeah, or it's just like a. School. Yeah. Could you actually wear an actual fanny pack in a game?
1: I mean, yeah, it depends on what you put in there. But why? I don't think. Yeah, I don't think there's anything against it.
0: Like if you wear, a, I mean, what
1: else could you put in there that would be? Nothing.
0: Are we starting a new trend? No. I might wear a fanny pack to the next game. What the fuck? All right. That's it for No Dumb Questions brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. Let's go, Sports Bar! The delay on the audio, we can't get these claps down, but it's all right.
1: It's all right. Intern Brandon's got us.
0: Before we keep going, we need to shout out our sponsor, PrizePix. Shout out! That's right. PrizePix is a skill-based, real-money, daily fantasy sports
1: game. Prize Picks is the most fun way. To win money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place an entry. It's that easy.
0: Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Mm, number one. Number one. Always good to be number one.
1: <laughs> and now for this portion of the ad read labeled Personal Experience to be read by <laughs> talent outside of me and Jason.
2: All right. Because nah.
1: we um we are active NFL players and cannot participate. Um, but you know that. And uh, you know who can help out? Our intern Brandon.
2: Hey. Brandon, how was uh, how was your Hi, second
1: guys. week or third week with prize picks?
2: I gotta update that ad read. My my fourth week with that with prize picks was great. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I did great, guys. I'm crushing it, I'm still here. Uh, a few more weeks and I'm done. A few more weeks and I'm phoning this <laughs> thing in. I'm out of here. <laughs> Uh, you want to get out of here while I give him some picks? All right. We'll kick right. rocks. See you, dude. All right. Let's talk picks real quick. Um, went okay last week, but Price Picks has a lot of options, so we're not down bad, too uh, too bad right now. Uh, what we're looking at this week, I really like Travis up against Minnesota. I really like Tyreek uh, against the Giants. And to be honest... I kind of want to throw in Jeff- Justin Jefferson for a touchdown as well. Uh, but that's just me. I don't know what I'm talking about. you got lots of options. you got pass touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. You can even take field goals if you're some kind of degenerate. So Price Picks has everything you're looking for. Let me bring the guys back.
1: Oh, man. All right. Well, hopefully our intern, Brandon, did you guys right this week. And if you want to get into daily fantasy this season, go to prizepicks.com slash new heights. Use the code new heights for a first deposit match up to $100. Not a bad, not a bad little deal there.
0: That's pricepicks.com slash new heights, code new heights for daily fantasy sports made easy. We need to shout out one of our sponsors that you probably see us drinking during the show. Shout out. That's accelerator active
1: energy. If you've been looking for something with zero sugar that gives you sustained energy, gets that metabolism going, mm-hmm. and gives you the enhanced focus. You need to read and record a podcast Ooh. and just do a whole bunch of important shit. Go check out Accelerator Active Energy Drink. How I about got, that? Uh, I got that Kiwi Lime on fucking standby. I got, I got, got like 100 more in the fridge behind me. This shit is crack, liquid crack. Literally. Georgia peach paradise. Ooh, All right, Accelerator
0: Active Energy is available nationwide at Target, hy and Quick Trip.
1: Go get you some of this sugar-free Liquid crack.
0: Get mm, you some plant based thermogenics.
1: Bold topics to wrap up week four in the NFL. Uh, we usually start off with our games. Jason, I'll tee up yours first. Man, Eagles thirty four, Commanders thirty one. Little overtime thriller. The division games, man. Those are fucking. Dude. Those games are fucking real deal every fucking time. The, the, doesn't who doesn't love a little
0: what, free football?
1: Yeah, that was uh. It was wild, man. Initial thoughts, man. Yeah, I mean,
0: obviously, like you said, in-division games are tough. There's a lot of knowledge and familiarity with the team you're playing. We played against a lot of those guys, especially the guys I was going to get, Jonathan Allen and Daron Payne. We've had a lot of matchups against each other. You're, you're playing against a team that fully knows what you do well, what you don't do well, how they can attack you, and it's always going to be interesting. And it always it also means more. You know, The division games are going to have more uh, implications come playoff time. So, you know, everything kind of starts with trying to win your division in this league. Commanders got the better of us last time we played him. We had four turnovers, I think, in that game. Not a highlight for us last year, but, um, you know, got to uh, get him this week at home and uh, took us in overtime, but we got it done.
1: Yeah. No, man, I – um, and shout out to the Commanders, man. That's a, that's a hungry football team right there, man. The, those guys fight. Um, and I personally have an absolute – Blast watching their offense, knowing that uh, Eric Bieniemy, he be one of my favorite coaches of all time. is uh, Is he's at the he's at the helm of uh, everything they do offensively over there, and it's um it's fun. I kind of like play the guessing game uh, on what they're going to do and what plays they're going to run because they run a lot of the plays that we ran last year or have ran still to this day. But it's uh it's fun, man. It's fun watching that team go. And uh, my guy Logan Thomas had a had a few big catches. Uh big tough some tough catches down in the red zone, getting back from uh from being out for a few weeks. So shout out to Logan for uh yeah. for coming down, representing the tight end room the right way. But I'll tell you what, man, that uh that commanders team fights, man. And that's one thing that I've always I've always thought enemy, brings to the table is just a whole lot of toughness, man. Yeah. And uh it just trickles down. You you can't go through practice and through a training camp and um, be underneath his coaching without having just a little bit more grit to you, man. It's just how he, uh, how he goes about his business. Yeah. You guys, uh, you guys were down seven and a half. Uh, we was there anything, Was there anything like that you guys did at halftime to really flip the switch? No, I mean, I think
0: we, we, we got in a better rhythm in the second half. I mean, we only had four possessions in the first half.
1: Damn. They did
0: a good job. The opening drive, I think, was like an eight minute. It felt like drive to start the game off. Uh, for the commanders, So, you know, we, we had three legitimate drives and one two minute drive and we scored 10 points, but yeah, they, they controlled the clock and the ball for a lot of the first half. And, uh, we finally started catching our groove there in the second half
1: guys put up uh what is it 14 unanswered and then uh going into the fourth quarters commanders start to kind of make their comeback brian robinson a huge 15 yard touchdown to tie it up 24 24 and back with the ball with 320 left in the game that's when it kind of got interesting there's there's a lot of controversy on uh on whether or not you guys go for the touchdown or just try and run the clock out there but uh you guys ended up, yeah, ended up going for the TD, and it wasn't. It was a design touchdown call too. You know what I mean? It was.
0: Yeah, it was definitely a shot play.
1: One hundred percent.
0: It was right at that point in the game where it, it's kind of like, so we're second and four with a minute and forty three left in the game. Apparently, yeah. Commanders had one timeout, so I think it's right on that cusp of like, do we alter what we're doing? Because basically, if you run it twice and you don't get the first down. You're looking at kicking a field goal and you're probably giving the commanders the ball with right around a minute left in the game, which, in my opinion, is a lot of time to try and get a field goal to tie the game again or potentially win it with a touchdown. Um, So I think that's one of those
1: things where it's probably, I don't know what the analytics would say, to be honest with you. I feel a lot more comfortable scoring seven points. If I could score seven points late in the game like that and go up a, a touchdown, I think I'm taking that over. Yeah. any of it. I, th- there's definitely a, yeah, go ahead.
0: No, I'm with you. I think, I think at the end of the day, I think a, a, a mistake that a lot of teams make in two minute situations is that they become passive too quickly, whether it's defense or offense, you go into the situational, uh, Calls to kind of handcuff and make you predictable. And, hey, you know, this game's tied. Let's just – until we know for sure that we can run the clock down and kick a field goal to win it or give them minimal, minimal time left, let's just operate our offense and let's try and score points because that's the biggest thing that we need to do on this drive. Obviously, Jalen and AJ uh, connected for a uh, long score. I think we were on like the 25-yard line somewhere around there, 28, something like that. AJ made an unbelievable play. Super fired up, kind of got tangled up after the play. Might have, you know, got a personal. He did get a personal foul, and that certainly made Washington's job a lot easier on the ensuing drive. But hard to get after a guy after he scores a long touchdown and gives you the lead.
1: Got to keep our composure, but I feel them though. They were, those two were jawing back and forth all game. So,
0: dude, it was all game, and you, you could
1: tell. You just got to keep your composure, knowing the knowing the situation at hand. You just embarrassed them by the by the play you just made. Yeah, you don't got to rub it in. He feels it. Trust me, he feels it. (laughs) He knows. He knows. Um,
0: But yeah, you know, as soon as we scored, I think everybody's like, "Okay, they got a lot of time. Our defense is going to have to come out here and and get it done." And
1: that's a good lead to give a good defense, though. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're up a touchdown
1: up front. They got to throw it.
0: We know our defensive line is is stacked. And uh, oh yeah, whenever you have a great deal line, it's it's daunting for an offensive line going into a two minute. But the Commanders, Sam Howell. I mean, dude, he played great. He really did. Coming off of a game where I think he threw like four interceptions maybe last game. You know, he did not do that in this game. He played lights out. Uh, coming back, they score again. Now, back to the one point, two point conversion. Uh, no dumb question. This is the other thing that's being brought up from the game, which is, you know, should Riverboat Ron have gone with a two point conversion <laughs> attempt? Oh, I don't man. know. I, I, this is always one of those where it's damned if you do, damned if you don't.
1: Yeah. What I'll would tell you do? what, man. You're I'm the going coach. for it. I'm going You're for going it. I fucking two point? I play, yeah, my play calls are all like I'm playing Madden anyways. So I'm going <laughs> for, I go for it on fourth down. If it's yeah. like fourth and ten in my own fucking twenty yard line, I'm I'm probably going for it.
0: I say this we we scored we uh, Doug Peterson's first year here. We're playing the Baltimore Ravens. We go down, score a touchdown right at the end of the game, same exact situation. Go for it. All of a sudden two point wins it, one point ties it, we go for two and we lost the game. So I'm kind of in favor of going to overtime <laughs> after that. I think a lot of it depends on the situation of the game. How good has their red dome defense been? How confident do you feel about your two point plays?
1: You got a good play. If you got a good play.
0: Have you already run that good play? Because usually mm. in a game you go in
1: with You got that one, good one. In your maybe two
0: two point plays, right? Like you're like yeah. you don't go in with a bunch on the call sheet. So right. um you know, maybe they weren't maybe maybe E B wasn't confident with the two point play or yeah. um, who knows shout Either out to way. Dougie
1: P. He's got Dougie P's got like one of the most legendary like two point conversion like stats and fourth down conversion stats of all time. I mean, how many times he goes for it and how many times he gets it. So that was just the one that was just the one time that it didn't play out for him. Should be Riverboat Doug. All right. Now, Ooh, what's a good one? What's a good one for Doug? Uh, double down, Doug. All right. Double down, uh, Doug. Doug. <laughs>
0: I like that. That's good. Either way, obviously, the commanders like to go for one point, and uh, we get a little bit of free football, free football, a little overtime football.
1: Commanders got it, man. They won the toss. That's a huge part of playing fucking overtime football is winning that toss. But they go three and out
0: every time I've seen the coin that has been flipped. The coin that Two-sided? they
1: used, two sided. And the
0: reason, no, the reason I know oh. it, the reason I remember this coin is because on one side of the coin it's a jersey with the number sixty two. And every time that coin has been flipped, tails, it's landed sixty two. And I think that's tails. I forget whether that's tails or head, but every time that coin has been flipped, 62 has been face up. So immediately when they called it, I was like, fuck. And they got it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Say that coin. That coin just always goes tail up. So the commanders, (laughs) uh, they go three and out. And during the next drive, fourth and one, what does Sirianni call? The most unstoppable. Play in the game. Organized mass. 92%, baby. Ha-ha! <laughs> Comes in clutch once again. You guys convert the first and then go down through the fucking uprights. Earlier in the game, uh, you guys actually get called for offsides on a sneak. Yeah. Dickerson was just, he was he was level with you. I don't think he was ahead of you. I just think he was level with you. And they were like, yeah, nah.
0: Well, I think they actually might have screwed this up. I'll, I'll be interested to see what Ferrari says. So we got warned about this in the week, you know, defensive players have been lined up in the neutral zone to try and stop the play. And that we've seen that called on opposing defensive lines, but they did send a warning that Landon has been in the neutral zone and that that is against like the only player allowed in the neutral zone is a center. So you, I guess for all the Swifties and even like regular football fans, I don't know how familiar people are with the neutral zone, but the ball is a neutral zone. No offensive player or defensive player can break the plane of either side of the ball. All the offensive players have to be behind the ball other than the center, who is obviously holding the ball. And all of the defensive players have to be on the other side of the ball. Landon has been lining up in the neutral zone. So they warned us That's before close. the
1: game. He's still he's still a hair behind you. We can see it from that picture right there. The
0: reason they called this, though, they said that his hand was in the neutral zone. And you see that hand in in the neutral zone?
1: Yeah, I also see a defensive player.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, dude, so they were actually, Deron Payne was putting his hand under the ball, which that's a whole other thing. But regardless, I don't, whatever. It's Everybody's going to be jockeying for position. I don't give a crap. Let's just run the play.
1: Listen, man, you already know that that play is pretty unstoppable. You got to do something. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying.
0: But the problem is that's not Landon's hand. That's my hand. What I'm getting at, I get in a four-point stance on goal line sneak that's my left hand and they called it on Landon, but Landon's hand is behind the ball so i think they messed this up actually but that's what happens when you go searching for things
1: that's crazy that just looking at it from that view though it does look like that's your that's not your hand yeah that looks like it's his hand
0: yeah and that's a problem when you go looking to make a call in my opinion but whatever they did a good job on that play i don't know if we would have got it even without the offsides teams I'll say this right now, and you're seeing it across the league. Defenses are doing a much better job at defending this play than they've done <laughs> since I've been in the league. There's an emphasis being made. We have always got quarterback sneaks, if I'm being honest, very easily against the commanders. The commanders came out with a much better attempt at stopping this play than they've ever had.
1: They must have fucking hit up your uh, – who was Buddy that came in, the Scottish man?
0: Uh, they must oh have hit him up.
1: They are like, hey, how do you stop this organized mass?
0: Yeah. You gotta unorganize it. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Genius, damn it.
1: It's no longer the tush push. It is officially the brotherly shove.
0: It's a better name. It I don't is, know who man. came up with this, but Shout out it's to you. long overdue. That's a much better name for it. And it and it speaks to the team in the city that has really gotten this thing going in the NFL. So I love it.
1: Well, just to uh Give you guys some good numbers here. The tush push conversions of uh, twenty twenty three. The Eagles are ten of eleven at ninety-one percent, <laughs> keeping that thing right around the like the, we've always the said projected 92%, number. Right. Hey, that's within the standard deviation. Rest of the league though, not so hot. Forty-nine of seventy-one getting us at a whopping sixty-eight percent. Man,
0: I'm telling you, teams are doing a better job this year.
1: Yeah. I mean All defensive
0: right. teams. They have clearly it's been on their radar. They've been talking to Scottish Rugby guys,
1: they've been figuring it out. I hope that we can stop it in November. (laughs) Back to the uh, game-winning drive after getting the first uh, on the sneak. You guys um, drive down the field and ultimately set up Jake the Make Elliott for a 54-yard field goal, which he nailed. He nailed. The Eagles win 34-31. Devontae Smith told the reporter after the game that he calls Jake Elliott Chicken Little. (laughs) (laughs) When asked why, Devontae said, you seen Chicken Little? That's what he looked like. <laughs> That's fucked up, man.
0: Why do you call him that? Have you seen the movie?
1: That's fucked up. Does Jake even wear glasses? He
0: does not. Does not wear glasses. <laughs> he has a beard. Pretty much the only thing that he has in common with Chicken Little is that he is the skinniest and shortest guy on the roster, but <laughs> got a big leg, but yeah.
1: You think, uh, think Devante has gotten a Chicken Little comment before? You think somebody was like, You look like chicken middle? That's probably and what's in his head. He say. probably just was like, nah, I don't really look at real chicken middle Yeah. <laughs> That's too funny.
0: All I know is that Jake um Jake made the classic blunder of I'm gonna need to put an end to this shit, nickname vetoed. Which anybody who's ever been to elementary school or middle school knows that which, only further you cements the nickname. You can't fight back on the you nickname; it's it, just going to be more of the nickname.
1: You gotta have you gotta have fun with it, man. Fuck, man. Nah, we can't be calling Jake Chicken Little out here. I like
0: Jake the Make. I don't know if that if if Brandon came up with that putting it in as long rundown, as he keeps never, making as long I've as never he keeps making it, them. But I like that Jake the Make. That's good.
1: Final thoughts on the game.
0: I gave him the Wayne's World at the end of the game. If we can get that clip on here, Brandon, I gave him the we are not worthy. We are not, we are worthy. not worthy. We are not we worthy. Not worthy. <laughs> and I was trying to – I don't know why I was thinking of it, but then I remembered your pregame fit uh, in your Instagram post. I had the Wayne's World hat, baby.
1: I was going back to New York, man. I had to show SNL a little <laughs> love, man. That's some good shit. Showing
0: <laughs> All right. Before we keep going, we got to let you know about something new and unexpected from our friends at Experian.
1: It's the all new Experian smart money debit card and digital checking account that helps you build credit without the debt. How's that possible?
0: All right. So basically, <laughs> all it does is use the monthly payments you're already making, like utilities, whatever streaming of services you're using, or even rent to raise your credit scores. I mean, that makes sense. I don't know yeah. why that wouldn't raise your credit score.
1: Yeah. I don't understand why banks haven't done this sooner. And because it's a debit card, it won't get you into debt. That's right. How nice is that? It's a debit card and checking account, not a credit card.
0: I'm not going to lie. I really wish I had this back uh, when I was in college.
1: Yeah, my credit wouldn't be that bad.
0: The craziest thing was when I was getting paid by the NFL. My credit score was nothing because I had never had a credit card and it was beyond infuriating that I couldn't get loans out, even though I would always pay. I would always pay. uh, Kelsey always pays his debts.
1: Travis Kelsey never pays his utilities. So I came out with an atrocious (laughs) credit (laughs) score. Knowing that I still had to pay Cincinnati Bell for the energy and a whole bunch of cable companies.
0: Experian is the credit expert. So get the Experian smart money debit card and digital checking account at Experian.com slash Kelsey.
1: Again, get your Experian smart money debit card and digital checking account. Go to Experian.com slash Kelsey or download the app for free.
0: Experian is not a bank. Experian Boost results will vary. See terms at Experian.com slash legal. We're not lawyers, folks. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that helps give me the energy and nutrition to power through workouts and get through the grind of an NFL season. You might not believe it, but I take AG1 every day. Jason, why don't you tell the
1: people why you take it, though?
0: As an NFL player... As a father of three, as a documentary filmmaker, as a cow farmer, I have a lot going on. And AG1 gives me the peace of mind that I'm getting comprehensive nutrients to support my whole body
1: health. And AG1 is NSF certified for sports, meaning it's safe to take for professional athletes, Olympians, and just high-performance athletes.
0: That's right. Every batch of AG1 is third-party tested for over 790 contaminants. So you can feel confident knowing what's on the label is actually in
1: every scoop. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D (sighs) and five free AG1 travel packs with your first
0: purchase. I love D travel packs. Go to drinkag1.com slash newheights. That's drinkag1.com slash heights. Check it out. Check it out. All righty. Let's get to yours, Trav. you yep. Chiefs 23, Jets 20. We all watch this one. I mean, everybody.
1: <laughs> watch this one. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Sunday night there.
0: football. Initial thoughts. What do you got?
1: That, that's a good defense, man. That's yeah. a damn good defense, and and a very good team too, man. When uh, when Zach Wilson is out there flying around, uh, having fun making plays, man, that uh, that stadium gets rocking. That's that's a home field advantage, one hundred percent. You could feel like you were in a hostile environment when they tied that thing up. Yeah. Other than that, though, I just think uh, offenses. We we just got to get rolling, man. We got to get rolling consistently week to week. Uh, put things together back to back, you know. I think we had a great game against the Bears, but started off solid in the first quarter. Uh, got to end the first half a lot better, um, and then start the second half a lot better. It was, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't the most beautiful game for us, but I'll tell you what, man. When you get put in a tough situation, uh, with like a four minute situation at the end of the game. And you find a way to to run the clock out, keep the ball in your in your hands, uh, not put the offense back out there. There are other teams' offense back out there, man. That's uh, it was a fun way to end of it and end the game. That is.
0: Well, right away, it seemed like uh, the cameras were more interested in potentially the patrons of the game than the people playing it. There are a lot of stars in attendance.
1: New York, New York. I should say New Jersey, the Meadowlands, baby.
0: Most notably of the stars was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, back in MetLife Stadium. Post Achilles surgery, I'm assuming. There was a video of you and Aaron talking during warmups on the sideline. What were you guys talking about?
1: Um, Am I allowed to ask that? One hundred percent. I was. I just went. I just yeah talked about a little bit of the stash work. How powerful this thing can ah. be, man. And then on top of that, just uh, I just wanted to go up to him. I didn't shoot him a text or anything like that. I just wanted to go up to him, and tell him how excited everybody was and how bummed out we were that you know you got banged up and needed to get surgery. Um, Watching Hard Knocks, man, it was just it was electric to see what Aaron Rodgers was going to do with that team. And not to say that they're, you know, not going to be great because he's not there. But I think that uh, having Aaron there was going to be, you know, that much more entertaining for for somebody that's a fan of the game like I am. Um, But it's I mean, and you just hate to see the the great ones uh, go down with injury. That's for sure. So I just I just went up to him and told him we were all hurting for him and uh, hopefully he gets healthy quick.
0: Well, it's wild that he was at the game and walking around this soon. I feel like after surgery.
1: Yeah, I think he's I think he's fully on board with getting back if they can find if they can find a way to make the playoffs. I'm pretty sure he's fully on board with getting back by then.
0: Who was the fastest we've seen? I didn't Terrell talk to him sucks. about
1: that. Don't fucking hit me, media, with that. Travis, you're I, announcing right now Aaron is coming not. back this season. I think, You're
0: announcing that on new heights.
1: I think You're I know guys. nothing.
0: No, who was the fastest we've ever seen come back from an Achilles? I think it was Terrell Suggs, right? Didn't Terrell Suggs tear his Achilles early one season and then play later that season?
1: Ah uh, I can't think about it. I know Cam Akers came back pretty fucking fast.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of it depends on how it tears, right? Like whether it's like a clean tear or it like sh- kind of like shreds, whatever. I don't know. I'm not a doctor.
1: There's probably a lot that goes into it. How fast your body heals. Like some people's body just takes a little bit longer, you know?
0: Yeah. you know,
1: And he's young, so he'll be all right. It's the power of the stash, baby. You keep that stash, baby. You'll be back out on the field in November.
0: The other uh, guest that was in attendance, obviously, was Paul Rudd.
1: Hey! Saw your man. My brother.
0: I mean, if we're being... Very uh, technical. He was our first guest, which happened. Yeah, man gave last, me the birthday uh, shout out last year.
2: It was, year shout out. it was one year ago. This
0: your birthday's this week. Shout out! Hey, make sure if you see Travis Kelsey this week, everybody wish him a happy birthday. It'll be this episode. What airs the fourth? So your birthday will be Thursday. Is that adding up? Yeah, that adds up. All that right. Um, yeah. What you and Paul talk about?
1: I just had. I hadn't seen him in a while, so I just said what's up. Uh, said he just got done uh, filming some stuff. Um, and he's uh, he's back in the city, or he's back in the states. So yeah, it was fun to see him there, man. He's a lifelong Chiefs fan. Um, so I've seen him at every Super Bowl, every parade, every big Chiefs moment. Um, him and his son Jack, and we just uh, we've kind of had some fun throughout the uh, throughout the madness and uh, throughout all the wins, man. It's been it's been a blast getting to, getting to know him, knowing how much of a fan I am of uh, his entire career, man. So. It was cool to see him. He came out of nowhere. I was like, what, man? He just fired me up for tonight, man. I know my guy Ball Rudd was in the fucking building. Let's go. The stars are out, man. He got to watch a good game. It ended he up did. being an awesome
0: game on Sunday night. Let's start with the first half, ups and downs. You guys got off to a really hot start, went up 17 nothing in the first quarter. I'm not going to lie. I was not expecting a good game after the first quarter. I thought it was going to be out of hand quickly.
1: Yeah, we got to smell blood in the water, man. We got to smell blood in the water and just fucking keep the foot on the pedal, man.
0: Isaiah Pacheco got things going early with a 48-yard rushing touchdown, which I don't even feel right on, like, announcing that touchdown without bringing up my man Trey Smith's block on that touchdown. <laughs> my dog. Hey, listen.
1: So I Smith- mean... The dancing bear out
0: in space—you never know how it's going to go. Vicious. It's either a, a KO or it's a a lot of he, elephants on parade. He
1: knew he knew he was gonna he, he was gonna land on his stomach after that Duh. one. He went full Superman. Full extension, throw.
0: left his feet. That is such <laughs> That's a, a three. That That's is like a, a mary of an Dude. attempt to get a block. And, and he, he, fucking,
1: yeah, he, made, he fucking landed it, man. Dang, I, was I awesome. love watching
0: Trey play. I'm not going to lie. He's the best. I, we need to get him on the podcast. From I got to talk to that play, guy.
1: Man. From the first fucking play to the end, dude. I love that dude. Yeah, we definitely got to get him on the pod. You heard that, Trey.
0: They're coming um, for you. Pacheco had 84 yards rushing, 42 yards receiving in the first half alone, and back in his home state in New Jersey. hey He's worn red everywhere he's been, high school, college at Rutgers, uh, and he finds himself wearing red back in his home state. Put up an outstanding game. We'll get more to that uh, in just a little bit. Pat Mahomes then threw his 200th career touchdown pass.
1: Two hundred. God damn.
0: Uh, to Noah Gray, we saw that one. Mahomes is the fastest quarterback to reach 200 touchdowns in NFL history.
1: Yeah, cheers to 200 more, bub. <laughs> Let's keep let's keep stacking those things up, huh? How about it? Let's fucking do it, yeah, man. I mean, Patty Mahomes, My guy, Noah Gray, man. I thought that touchdown was, if you watch it from uh, for, from actually like diagnosing the play, um, Pat did an unbelievable job of, you know, not just pulling the trigger initially because I was open, um, kind of like saw the defender on Noah leaving Noah to come to and tackle me because sure. Pat's eyes came to me. Yeah. So in time, that's why Pat Mahomes is one of the best men that play. Uh, it's little things like that. Be able to see things that I think would most quarterbacks just aren't fucking going to notice able to see. They're just not comfortable enough to keep their eyes on a certain player. But yeah, Pat Mahomes 200th.
0: You had like three catches early or something like that. And then it seemed like, a lot of the attention on the defense was starting to get applied to you.
1: Three catches then one drop and it was just it was yeah, it was struggling. We struggled as offense from that point on.
0: It seemed like things were going to get out of hand after the first quarter, not going to lie. We already talked about that. They also get a field goal. Um so you guys are leading at the half 20 to 12. Uh but it definitely felt like the momentum had started to shift a little bit before halftime.
1: Yeah. What was I mean, the message
0: we... at halftime? What were you guys talking about?
1: Finish this game, man. Finish his game. Don't let that what happened there at the end of that first half trickle into the second half, which unfortunately it kind of did. And, um, you know, that's why it's football, baby. You got to rally the troops sometimes and just, you know, find ways to win tough games. And even though we made that game hard on ourselves, I think we still, you know, at the end of the day, finish the game the right way. And uh, and that's what you got to be proud of. That's what you got to take away from it. And sometimes you just get fortunate that, you know, you can take these learning uh, these bumps in the road that uh, that everybody's got to learn and kind of mesh together a little bit more. Uh, you take them with a win, and uh, and that's what at the end of the day, all that fucking matters.
0: Yeah, second half starts. Pat says it himself in the post game interview. What well, you just said, you got to find a way to win in the second half. Jets tie the game twenty twenty early in the third quarter. Chiefs D shuts them out the rest of the game.
1: That's, that's a good ass defense, man. We gotta we gotta start fucking helping these guys out because they're playing. Yeah. I mean, not that we're not helping them out, but we gotta start like really putting up points that we know we're capable of because if they're holding teams under three scores or under three touchdowns, I don't s I don't see why we can't put up four to five touchdowns a game, man. Uh we have the firepower to be able to do it. We just gotta go out there and stop hurting ourselves, man.
0: Harrison Bucker scores what would be the game winning field goal. Twenty six yard field goal. dog. 10 minutes and 51 seconds left in the fourth to put you guys up 23-20. Let's talk about uh, the controversy a little bit. After uh, the Jets get the ball back, Zach Wilson ends up fumbling. Chiefs D creates a turnover with 7 minutes and 24 seconds left in the fourth quarter. You guys then begin to become a classic Andy Reid long drive drill going 15 plays, 45 yards, and killing it all of the time killing all of the time left on the clock um you even took a direct snap at one point in this drive on third and one which i always love when the big yeti's at quarterback
1: not right now man that thing almost got away from me boy i'll tell you what it was a you can tell it was a little bit off of and it was hot. <laughs> <laughs> it and was hot. It, and i had took i had took a few shots in my left shoulder and i really couldn't like raise it that well i was like oh god
0: <laughs> <laughs> the drive was highlighted uh by a final uh, scramble from Pat Mahomes, a 25-yard scramble, where he went down on the, fir- on the one-yard line uh, to be able to kneel it out and not give the Jets an opportunity to uh, tie the game or win it. But that really might not have been the the highlight of it. I think there was a controversial call. Jets fans have been complaining. Uh friend of the show, Sauce Gardner, has been uh, saying words. I feel like everybody's been commenting on this. We've heard from a lot of Jets fans, but I think it's time to bring on our own Jets fan. The biggest Jets fan we know and uh, the person that keeps this show uh, successful on all of our social medias, it didn't feel right to give Jets fans, um, to not give Jets fans an opportunity to speak up. So we decided to bring our own. Jets Jake. Please welcome Jets Jake onto the show, everybody. Yeah, Jake! Jake's Jake! Let's go, Jake. He's doing How's it, great. How's it, How do you, how you feeling, Jake? Yeah, How's your it Tuesday? Mean,
2: it's pretty shitty. That was a rough way to watch an end of a football game. Oh, come on. You guys had a fucking... It was one of your best games yet. I'm sitting here taking notes about you guys finishing off the game the right way and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, ball in, ball in, ball in the hand. <laughs> ball in hand. You, oh, ball in the hand. You... You, you want to talk about the flag in the hand while the pick was called? No, oh. no, no. All right.
1: Ball, right. ball in hand. You want to talk about the fumble that happened right before the drive? Oh. Um,
2: yeah. you gotta, no, just... I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <All right>. Shout <laughs> out to Zach
1: Wilson. No, man. It was, you know, I, the one thing you never Do want... you think it was a hold? Was well, let's hold. get to the Let's set it up every, for everybody every, every watching. Every that
0: holding call, I feel again. like, is controversial. Let's set it up. Chiefs throw an interception uh, on a play in this drive along the right sideline. It seems like it is a interception for the Jets, and they're going to get an opportunity to come down the field and either tie it or win it in the fourth quarter. But lo and behold, flag on the ground. Um, and I think what Jake is referencing is that the flag came out, what some are saying, and by some, a lot of Jets fans are saying, a little late. Do you was, agree that the flag was late I've seen late calls drafted?
1: my entire life. I've seen late calls my entire life. What okay. do you mean? I've that's been fair? a part of All calls right. where the play feels like it's over and I still get called for it. If you're arguing whether he threw it late and whether he waited till the intercept, that's one argument. If you're arguing whether or not it was a hold, that's where I'm. I, I, you clearly see the man's arm across Marquez's face holding onto the opposite shoulder.
2: Okay, he leaned into him with all his weight. It was a bang-bang situation, but if you're a ref, look behind sauce. Well,
1: bang-bang is
0: supposed to not be a penalty, right? Bang-bang is like, they use that to say not a penalty, usually. I've never heard that. That's what they say. It's a bang-bang play. No,
1: I was saying bang-bang because it just happened quick. Yeah. If you see see strain and somebody getting restricted with the guy's arm across his chest holding the back of his shoulder pads, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it's bang-bang or not. If you give the ref that... You can't give the ref that. You know what I mean? Like you can't put it in his hands to be able to call that. You know what I mean? Because
2: I'm so then you glad put it you in brought his this hand. up because on third and 22, Jermaine Johnson is waving at the ref, being held by the Let's not bring Unfortunately, guys, you, know.
0: <laughs> you can't just go like this and get a holding call. I thought that was nonsense. <laughs> let's not go. We if we don't need offensive linemen getting put on the map here. Let's stick. Let's stick to the points of hand. Let's stick to the point of hand. Reverse it, Travis. Chiefs are on where the Jets are at. Is that a whole – how many times is that happening to you on every play? Um, just question. Just a question.
1: I mean, I'm not going to lie. A- I, uh, I feel like the Jets weren't playing that much, man. Um, but if you get a good defensive – like they're calling man a lot, situations like that are going to happen all throughout the game. And I'm not right. sure if it was a quote-unquote make-up call from what had been happening – the entire day mm. this is why we just need to interview refs i would love to hear Dude, the refs talk about this It's
0: not a bad idea i did you know see I mean? dean Blandino. i just want
1: to hear it like you it, it, whether it's right or wrong it already yeah. happened i just so want I to hear yeah. his thought process so that i know i can stay out of that situation the next time
0: i did see dean blandino who the fuck is that guy a very well-regarded um former official and uh uh, knowledgeable on uh, officiating NFL uh, analysts. What did he say? He said that it was clearly a hold. I'm <sighs> not going to lie. What does he know?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> my biggest problem with it is that even though it's certainly within the realm of being called a hold, I do not like when officials call questionable things at the end of games.
1: That's all I'm going to say. I'm with you on that. I think let the guys play through. It's got to be a,
0: it's got, in my opinion, it, it should be a, Clear, blatant
2: foul, which this was right on that board. Clear, blatant foul. (laughs) Right within five yards of the line of scrimmage. Dude's holding the flag. It was past five. It was a little bit. (laughs) You could saw
1: it. He was like fucking reaching for it. He tied his belt a little too tight. It was in his
2: hand. He had it out. Zach Wilson was more decisive with his throws on Sunday night. So let's get to that.
0: As a Jets fan... What are you feeling after? I know you're not happy with the way the hold went. What are we feeling about Zach Wilson? Uh, Is the optimism back for Jets fans?
2: Yeah. I mean, I've just been on a roller coaster ride this entire season. But if he plays like that, like Robert Sala said, we're going to win a lot of games. So very excited to see him play like that at the end of the season. I think to your point, Jason, I'll, I'll speak to you and some Eagles fans here. I think we're just sick and tired of. Some late-game calls going for the Chiefs when teams could have, you know, had the ball back and a chance to decide the game with the offense on <laughs> the field. We just got to give the fans what they want to <laughs> see, you know? Some offensive football. Sounds like you
1: guys aren't playing the game right, man. Well- that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's a good pun right there. The game, the, the, all the ins and outs, baby. You got to play it right. Tell
2: them to throw the all flag right. faster next
0: time. All right, that's right, enough. Okay, okay, Jake, you've had your time. All right. Thank you for joining us, Jake. Everybody, shout hey out everyone, to Jets Jake, baby. Jets
2: Jake. Hey.
1: we appreciate you guys and sauce thank you
0: i think jets jake had a at a a number of points that uh, i think eagles i mean i'm not gonna lie there was late holding call keeps the drive alive for the chiefs and then they take a kneel at the one and just run the clock out listen it's the same thing as when um you know james barry got called for the hold it's if you're gonna do it and you do it there's always a chance that he gets called i will say in general, and I remember talking to Gene Steratore after we played in the Super Bowl against the Pats, you know, his whole emphasis was not to make an impact in the game if he didn't have to. And I think that's what officials should be trying to do. Dean Blandino thinks otherwise. He thinks you just call the game the way you normally call it. Yeah. What, I, I'm not a favor of that. Let, let, let the boys play, ref. Let the boys play.
1: Yeah. Until you got a guy go- literally on your back and you're trying to Well, that's to make when a catch. you call
0: it though that's it's got to be egregious it's got to be egregious
1: i'm with you. Egregious? I, you just have to in my mind you just have to not put it in their hands i think that's a good way to say it you know what i mean just don't even don't even put it in the ref's hands to make that fucking call and um you got to play you got to play that borderline of being physical and playing smart in, in the situation like that because those calls are detrimental man if you if you do get hit with them
0: I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I've been on both sides, baby. I've been on both sides. <laughs> you can't put yourself in the situation. And listen, a lot of people do complain about the Chiefs getting late calls that go their way and then winning the game. Uh, that's what good teams do. They capitalize on mistakes that other teams make. All right? So, you know, I think that this is a little bit of a fallacy that the Chiefs get all these calls. You only remember it because they end up closing it out after these calls are made. There were other calls out the game that didn't go the Chiefs' way. There are other calls that – uh, there were things that didn't happen. It's just that, unfortunately, the just didn't capitalize quite as much.
1: That's football, baby.
0: Man, Robert Sell was pissed. I don't know. If yeah, you saw the no, I'm gonna
1: tell you what, man. I, I'm not happy. Not heavy. I, I, I I went up to him after the game and I told him, Coach, you know that was a hell of a that was a hell of a fight. Like you do it the right way, you can tell that you you're in it for the right reasons. You do it the right way, and I respect the hell out of that. He wasn't trying to hear shit I was saying after the game. You're still pretty fired up from how it ended. <laughs> but um, I still serious? wanted to make sure, yeah, I still wanted to make sure you heard me say that. I got a lot of respect for that coach.
0: And I will say this, back to the officiating. Dude, I am so tired of fans, of everybody getting upset at officials. I We've talked about it last year. We had a game against the Commander's end on everybody complaining it should have been a face mask. There are going to be missed calls. There are going to be calls that go for you. This is the way the game goes. And... The thing that really bothers me is when people like slow mo clip something to prove that something happened. It's like, dude, the refs aren't seeing the slow mo version. You know that, right? Like this happened in real time. It's not gonna be. It didn't happen. You didn't have four seconds in a slow mo with a yellow circle to be like, hey, did you see that? Like, yeah, dude, I'm not interested in uh, second guessing officials with slow mo. I don't even like seeing it. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Let's get to the final thoughts on the game that probably a bunch of the people listening want to talk about. And uh, that's Donna Kelsey's big weekend.
1: All right now, Mama Kelsey, man. She's Mama been Kels. on top of the fucking world, man. She's been on the move, man. It's cool seeing everyone follow Mama, Mama Kelsey around and, uh, and show her all the love. Obviously, Sunday was the second time
0: Mama's seen one of our games, or both of our games in the same day, in one day. Whirlwind, celebrity-filled weekend, obviously, at the Eagles. Was probably the biggest celebrity that she saw all week. She sat next to Jake from State Farm uh, the entire game, and let me tell you, Jake is that guy is a good neighbor.
1: Not right now. Yeah, is this, this going to uh, be just everybody's like way to, you know, jump on jump on TV? Just sit next to mom.
0: I mean, it's been working. <laughs> 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 if I'm an <laughs> advertiser, I am. Hey, how do God, we leave. get something next to mom? I mean, gotta, she new heights got hide, some. Mom. We need Mom's to wearing the new heights hat at the Eagles game.
1: She is. She's repping. Repping hard. Maybe
0: that's why her subscriber counts up.
1: Holly <laughs> Kells is walking billboard for new heights, baby.
0: And obviously after the Eagles game, um she makes a she makes the car trip down to or up to MetLife Stadium for the hey, Sunday night game. Chiefs versus the Jets. And uh, it looks like she had made it all of three steps out of the stadium before she is in her Travis Kelsey jersey.
1: She had that thing in the fanny pack, man.
0: Still in Philadelphia at the game, and already is taken off my jersey. Thanks, mom. Well,
1: you guys won. You guys just won.
0: On to the next one.
1: On to the next one. Nice, mom.
0: I was thinking about going too. I don't. I don't. I hope you're not upset I didn't go. But it was no, Wyatt's probably. birthday, so just
1: happy birthday, baby Wyatt.
0: She loves the camera you got her. She's let's go.
1: It's nothing cooler than a little kid going around s- snapping pics on a Polaroid. Did she take any yet? She has. We got a bunch of them lying
0: around. She took a bunch at her birthday party Saturday. Nice. Uh, she was. Uh, Papa Papa Kels was uh, sitting with her, showing her how to work it. It was. It was awesome.
1: All right, big Ed, getting in there.
0: So mom leaves the Eagles game and heads to East Rutherford, New Jersey, to watch the. Chiefs take on the Jets at Sunday Night Football, and she uh, has to slum it with some B-list celebrities.
1: <laughs> hey, man! Hey, hey! Don't be chopping them down.
0: Oh, so oh, Sorry, 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 sorry. The uh, second weekend in a row, she's in the booth with a Grammy Award winner Taylor Swift. Yeah, and uh, there were she brought some of her friends. Deadpool was in attendance. Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively, Wolverine.
1: Big ride, man! You, you've done you've done something with Ryan before. Rob McElhaney's birthday birthday video.
0: I did Rob McElhaney's birthday party. Um, he reached out about any Eagles really being involved in that. I was happy to help. Uh, nice. Me and Rob love my guy Rob. See him in L.A. this week, probably at the game. Hopefully, okay. Let's get let's get right to it. Is the NFL overdoing it? What is your honest opinion? Not I think, take away, I think everybody's take away just your like overwhelmed feelings with for it. Taylor. What is your <laughs> honest opinion on how the NFL is treating? uh celebrities at games.
1: I think it's fun when they show uh, who all is at the game, you know? I think uh I think it brings a little bit more to the atmosphere, brings a little bit more to to what you're watching. Um but at the same time, I think uh they're overdoing it. They're they're overdoing it a little bit for sure, especially my situation. Right? I think they're they're just trying to have fun with it and um a lot Here's of uh, a lot of the people watching. Go ahead. Let's hear it.
0: I just think the NFL is not used to celebrities coming to the games. Like basketball has it figured out. They're all courtside. They're sitting there. They show them once or twice and then, and then they, but they get back to the game. The NFL is like, oh, look at all these a celebrities in the game. Keep showing them, show them, show them, show them. Dude, listen, you show them once, let them know they're there. Maybe after a touchdown, you get a little clip, but it, you can't, you can't be overboard with it. Yeah. People are there to watch the game,
1: right? Yeah. They're not there to get thrown on TV. I'll tell you what, though. It is, uh, cause you never know, you get caught, you know, just throwing a big old cheeseburger in and you look like an mm. idiot. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain things that you you just don't want to be on TV at all time, you know? Well, it was a lot. Not only was it a lot of the celebrities, but, dude, how many commercials
0: have you done? Every commercial break, it was about seven commercials with Travis
1: Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, we racked it up in the off-season. It was a busy <laughs> off-season. We racked it up. You still got, like, got two it. more, too, we ladies and gentlemen. Just in, just in case you, do, gotta, you still got at least one or two more coming. We got They got the State Farm, My Auto. Shout out to Pat for bringing me into that one. Yep, yep. Experian, who's now the uh, proud presenter of New Heights. That's right. Yeah. No, we got them all, man. We're in there. We got Dude, we got everyone you can think it's of. It's
0: been a good... It's been a good... We've covered for, all... For, yeah,
1: we've covered all T-Rav. national commercials. T-Rab is... <laughs> Don't be hating.
0: Don't, Don't be hating. Hatin'. More than 2 million female viewers. That's got to be an NFL record right there. <laughs>
1: oh, shit. Damn. 2 million female viewers? How do you even calculate that. You, there's gender TVs. Like, how do you That's a good even, question. Can, how do you know? How do you, how do you even equate that? You just base it off of all the other things on that TV they watch and it's, just, oh, yeah, it's definitely a female right here. Yeah,
0: I guess what we do know is they're not going to slow down with it because this was the highest Sunday night viewed game that they've had in a while. 27 million viewers tuned in to watch Zach Wilson take on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I think a few of them might have been there for Deadpool and uh, uh, Taylor,
1: and <laughs> Wolverine, and Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Dude, what okay. else? I'm Taylor. trying to
0: think of what else Hugh Jackman's been in. I know the the
1: Showman, the Showman, uh, the Greatest Showman. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's an okay movie. I like it. Lame is, which is more of a broad. I didn't watch it. I'm not gonna lie.
1: I know. Uh, I know Mom enjoyed it. She uh. I shot her a text. I didn't know I didn't get a chance to see her. So I shot her a text right after the game on the bus ride to the airport. And I was like, hey, mom, sorry I didn't get to catch you before I left. But uh, I hope you enjoyed the game. I appreciate you always trying to make it to both of our games. It's crazy. She's been making it to both of our sporting events since For a long time. I was five and started yeah. actually playing sports. Well, so it's it, literally, it, she's going on 30 years of making it to both of our events in one day. And um, that's fucking it, commitment, ladies and gentlemen. That's yeah, what it, we're talking about when we say we have the best mother in the world, because she uh, even all the way to the NFL, when she could just sit there and watch the game on TV, she still finding a way to, to make it to the suite, man. So hey, shout out to hey, Mama Kells for coming through. She also told me thank you because she was in an alternate universe. She was sitting there with Deadpool and Wolverine and <laughs> you just just in a in a different world. And hey, that's um, where you're at, mom. Exactly. We're in that category now, she's um, and then she got to see some Heights fellas uh, pull up. Who, who, who from the Heights? Daily is there? Eli, Alex Daily and also Eli, won. yeah, and then uh, Soup Bite, the Soup himself, James Settle. Shout out to the Settles. James came up.
0: Look at that, dude.
1: We had a good crew. We had a good crew. Let alone, you know, Eric Jones and all my all my Heights fam that comes to every game they can. They cut to
0: live shots of the suite throughout the game, no less than seventeen times.
1: Damn, that's crazy. It's like once a drive.
0: That's, I mean, that's more than Jack Nicholson on
1: courtside with the Lakers. It was a hot ticket, man. They'll no say that the suite was rocking. They were enjoying themselves. Somebody uh, told me that everybody was enjoying themselves in that suite. So who said that mom, mom told me she mom was like, that. "Oh my God, everybody was enjoying themselves. Everybody's
0: having fun. That's what it's about, man. That's what football's about. Hanging out with your friends, having fun, meeting Wolverine. You know, Deadpool, <laughs> like Lively. That's what that's what this game's about. <laughs> Maybe the craziest stat of this whole thing: ratings were partly pow- uh, powered by a spike in female viewership in the demographic of teenage girls—a fifty-three percent surge. How do they get this stat? How many stats do people just make up?
1: Just fucking bogus. Just shit that. Yeah, like show me how you got this stat. It's AI, Trev. Good point. In-
0: Maybe Instagram, maybe Snapchat releases it. All the all the teenage girls Snapchat in the game.
1: Exactly. There's got to be something like that that they're calculating this off of. I I just don't get it. How you can just make yeah, teenage these girls don't even own
0: TVs, do they? How would you know?
1: <laughs> how do you know that? It's in the household. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Oh, look at this! There was an eight times increase in uh, infants watching the game. <laughs> babies were huge <laughs> into <laughs> babies are really into this
2: football game. Hey,
0: whatever we got to do, hey. <laughs> there was a four times increase in dogs (laughs) dog viewership is through the roof (laughs) oh man all right
1: you can't make this shit up man or you can Catch all the games all season long at Buffalo Wild Wings. There's Mm. nothing like watching football at a sports bar, and Buffalo Wild Wings is the sports bar for football season. They have everything you need on game day, baby. Seriously, absolutely everything.
0: Everything? They got to be missing something I need, Trev. I mean, I need a lot of things now.
1: Yeah, you do. You're a man of need. Great (laughs) need. Um, But this is not the case, Jason. I can assure you B-Dubs has everything. It has it all.
0: has all. All right. Well, so if so, you're telling me if I need wall-to-wall TVs, crispy, yep. juicy wings mm. uh, with all 26 beat-up sauces and dry rubs mm. and a great beer selection, uh, mm. you're saying Buffalo Wild Wings has all of these things?
1: That is right. Stop being so naive, Jason. Plus, in addition to having all of that, it's fun to watch the games at a sports bar with your buddies or hey. even make new friends. When you bond with strangers over an insane game-winning touchdown catch. All right, now. Just a, oh, yeah. That connection, it's electric.
0: Slapping hands with a stranger over some chicken wings and beer. I don't oh, know what no. sounds better. All right, it's settled. You've convinced me. I know where I'll be watching all the games this season, and that's at my local B-dubs. All
1: now, right, now, 92%ers, make sure you get to your favorite Buffalo Wild Wings location to catch all the games all season long.
0: If you know one thing about this show, it's that on occasion there's a giant dog behind me, and you've probably been wondering what the hell it is that I feed that dog, and the answer is simple
1: the farmer's dog. I also ask you what the fuck that thing even is sometimes. It's called Irish Wolfhound. The farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. Mm. It's developed by vets, nutritionally balanced, and made from real healthy ingredients to even human food standards.
0: That's right. And my wife prefers they eat this over the gophers in the backyard. It's the best option for dogs in all stages of life because it's not kibble. It's not canned goo, It's just real healthy food.
1: They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. So mm. get up to 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy dog food at thefarmersdog.com slash newheights. Plus, you get free shipping.
0: Hey, just go to thefarmersdog.com slash newheights to get 50% off. That's thefarmersdog.com slash newheights. Let's get a bit to other NFL storylines. Back to some football. Week 4 roundup. Let's give some quick thoughts on the biggest headlines from the rest of Week 4. Let's do it. Let, yeah, start with the Bills beating the previously unbeaten Dolphins. Not just the unbeaten Dolphins. What seemed like, I mean, the titanic Dolphins. I mean, they just beat somebody by 70 points.
1: <laughs> Damn near 50, but yeah.
0: Only to turn around and lose 48-20 to the Bills. Josh Allen. Yeah, Holy cow. Yeah, um, boy,
1: Josh went the fuck
0: off. The score might have been 48-20, but without question, the highlight of the night was the return of DeMar Hamlin. Uh, the safety that uh, obviously uh, went down. I forget what that medical uh, thing was called. Uh, but obviously the incredibly scary moment last year when DeMar went down, his heart stopped and yeah. nobody really knew what to expect, whether he'd be alive or anything. And all of a sudden, a year later, he finds himself back on the football field. You want to talk about a feel good story, man. That is fucking awesome.
1: It's the best, man. Congrats, brother. So best. happy
0: for you, for the whole organization, the team. I'm sure that that, I mean, dude, it's not surprising they win 48 20. That would have juiced me the fuck up to play some football.
1: That would have juiced me the fuck up too. Hell Yeah. Got to go out there and get that dub for my guy. Bills also won each of their last three games by at least uh, 28 points. So the uh, Josh Allen, you know, three picks in the first game or however many picks in the first game against the Jets and uh, finding a way to lose that game. He is back being Josh Allen, ladies and gentlemen. That was uh, he He tightened it up, and he's uh, he's playing fucking lights out right now as well as the, uh, the entire Bills team is. Um, so shout out to the Bills, man. I mean. Shout out to the Bills. Keep it moving though. The Broncos get their first win of the season. All right. Finally got, hey, how about got that? a dub against the Bears, man. The Bears. Broncos climbed out of a 21 point hole. Comeback started with Sean Payton cutting the sleeves off his jacket. It's too fucking hot out here. Anybody got any scissors? What happened to just rolling them up? I don't yeah, know. Like, he, he didn't like it. It was the scrunchies. So he, it probably.
0: Don't do that. Oh, nah, it was cutting off circulation to the fingers.
1: Yeah. There you, you go. Need those. Should more coaches go suns out, guns out?
0: I mean, the most iconic cut the sleeves off guy is Bill Belichick. Everybody knows that.
1: Bill Belichick. Yeah.
0: I mean, he's done pretty good for himself. All right. Now. Now, Sean Payton's cutting the sleeves off. We got to we got to get some sleeve cut. We got to get Nick to wear a long sleeve shirt and cut the sleeves off. We got to get on that.
1: No, I don't think Andy Reid is going for it. He wears the exact same thing, whether it's hot, cold, whatever. He's uh <laughs> he's no sleeves, regardless. Or he short ribbed. sleeves. He short sleeves. Should NFL coaches have to dress like players, like uh, like baseball managers? Like should should we be? I've always them thought in that that's really weird. And that
0: baseball managers are in full on baseball pants. What, are we doing? We what do we do? It
1: everything. What world do we need
0: baseball managers and baseball pants? I
1: don't know. The, that is MLB, the weirdest thing to me. The MLB world.
0: Could you imagine Andy Reid in some football pants there on the sideline?
1: Come on, man. You have to come in my coach <laughs> like that, dog. It's <laughs> fucked up, man. Can you imagine any coach in a fucking uniform? Like, don't hey, come in. And Dan hit,
0: Campbell. Dan Campbell's gonna look Dan pretty Campbell good. Dan Campbell can, can suit up right still. the fuck now. Yeah, you're right.
1: Good point. Good point. Oh, fuck. Shout out to Dan Campbell. The dude. Did you see it? Have you seen anything yet on the dude? Have you what seen you him yet? Have you made the uh the correlation. Remember last time I said no, talking about no, Dan Campbell. I, I
0: still don't see it. I still don't see it. But
1: fuck you. The Cowboys bounced back <laughs> this week, beating the Patriots thirty-eight to three. Damn, they uh, they got they got cracked by uh, the Cardinals the week before and bounced back. Man, back to being the Cowboys. I love lie. that being I, in the same yeah. division.
0: I expected this to be more of a game. The Patriots' defense is I, really good. Uh, so the fact the Cowboys beat them this handily, uh, dude.
1: That's a hell of a bounce back for the Cowboys. Worst loss of Belichick's career. Yeah, Cowboys are for real this year, man. I think Mac Jones got benched as well. I think he got benched, unfortunately. I did see that. Hopefully, Mac and the gang can get it going, man. Never hate, never love to see a guy go down. Um, Christian McCaffrey scores four touchdowns, and the 49ers win over the Cardinals after the C- Cardinals C- just beat the uh, the Cowboys. They come back and get cracked or smoked by the. Uh, by the 49ers, the 49ers, you seem like they are absolutely rolling right now. They are. Uh, the only 4-0 team besides, uh, who is it? Um, oh, the Eagles. Oh, yes. Yeah. The Eagles are 4-0. Good for you guys, man. <laughs> Fucking guys. Top. McCaffrey, three, rushes, th- three rushing TDs. One receiving TD and 177 yards from scrimmage. He was out there running. He was just out there fucking, give me the ball. I'm going to go run with it. Uh, Could McCafferty be the first running back to win MVP since Adrian Peterson? If he puts an entire campaign together, he's going to definitely have enough touches and touchdowns. 100%, man. The guy's too good, and their offense is just, like I said, it's it rolling right now.
0: It could legitimately happen. If you look at Shanahan offenses, that style, they give the running backs opportunities. He is running out of his mind uh, right now. Uh, they got the offensive line to do it. Uh, the system is there to get it done. I could easily see McCaffrey having some insane stats this year.
1: And he's Like Adrian Peterson, you can't say a single fucking thing bad about McCaffrey. You know what I mean, he's just one of the – This is one of the greatest, man. One of the greatest. He's fun to fucking watch. Just a good person off the field. Moving on to uh, Derrick Henry throws a TD pass against the Bengals. Bengals fall to the Titans 27-3. My guy, Vrabes, Northeast Ohio football head coach over there in uh, Tennessee, finds a way to get the dub. And running back, Derrick Henry throws his fourth TD pass of his career. Fourth He's bangs, throwing yeah. that
0: many touchdown passes.
1: Yeah, man, he's doing the Tebow jump pass to perfection.
0: Uh, he's got the frame for it because he's so tall.
1: Yeah, he's got, well, a he's nice got the jump teardrop. pass. He, right? also the, he, he also has the he uh, also has the the toss, it's toss sweep. Pass. Yeah, the toss sweep, catch it, run, then throw it over. The Tebow pass I'm talking about is Uh, like you go up the the jump, the jump pass. Yeah, yeah. This one, he lined up in the wildcat formation on third and goal. He rolled to his right and then delivered a jumping two yard pass to the tight end Josh wiley Cincinnati
0: Bearcat. How about that,
1: baby? I feel like a jabroni wearing this fucking jersey, man. Get this thing off of me, man. <laughs> yeah, rookie Jay Wiley getting in the fucking end zone for his first tutty, and it came from Derek Henry. That'd be a fun stat to say for the rest of your life, man. Um, Henry told himself, right go now. be paid Manning when Dan Hill <laughs> uh, relayed the play call to him. Dude, you see what they did? I'm watching the clip right now. No, I actually didn't.
0: So they're motion out. Quarterback leaves. They're in a four-by-one formation. And Wiley's on the backside, and they forget that he's eligible. It looks like like nobody's guarding him. I guess it's because there's nobody in zero who's responsible for the quarterback,
1: right? Which quarterback? The quarterback that's lining the up. The actual court.
0: Behind- like when you think of like a zero red zone defense, nobody has the quarterback, right? Like you're blitzing the quarterback. Yeah, the quarterback's the only one. If the running back leaves, there's one other person usually that has the running back in coverage. So when they burst a wildcat. One of the zero guys that had the tight end on that side had to leave with the quarterback, so now nobody is responsible for the tight end. Is that what happened? You think
1: it sounds like it's it's just they they had a tick on being able to get you know the defense in a position where they had to communicate and they just didn't communicate it very well. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. Good old window dressing, as I like to call it. You know what I'm saying? Just throw that shit up there and make them have to figure that shit out. Just It looks real nice. It looks real nice when you do it right.
0: Got good carpenters down there in uh, in Tennessee. Nah, right, nah. ESPN Plus broadcasts a Toy Story version of Falcons Jags. I don't, yeah, did you man. see this? I thought that was pretty cool. The AI. It's pretty yeah. cool. It's also kind of scary. AI is a little bit scary, right? Like,
1: how was can AI? they can do that
0: live? That's what I think happened.
1: It was like, I don't think that's AI. I think it's just a simulcast. I don't think it's AI.
0: Well, how would they get the players to look like Toy Story characters live? AI
1: AI creates shit on its own. That was just a simulcast.
0: No, 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 no. This was the players were like, I'm not smart enough
1: to even argue this. So, whatever it is, it was cool. I enjoyed it.
0: Well, the game took place in Andy's room and featured. the main Toy Story characters, it had a claw that came down to spot the ball. Yeah, the slinky right Dog now. serving as the chain gang. Nice. Uh, some of the Toy Story broadcasts were the B. John juke, of course,
1: that yeah, the highlights, uh, yeah. took no. the World by
0: Storm. Trevor Lawrence had flames coming out of his shoes on a 22-yard scramble. It's NFL blitz style.
1: That was the one I saw. That was pretty cool. Did you see the uh, the Jaguars touchdown celebration? I did not. Ooh, that was a good, good. one. Yeah, because you do. know they're all there. Everybody's alive. Everybody's alive, and then when there's people around, you gotta act like a toy again. So like when Andy walks in the room, everybody like falls to the ground, like they're just like a toy not being played with. Is that what they did? That was pretty good. Man. That's good. That's really that a good. Pretty good. Well, you got to see it. You got to see it. Smart way to play into it, man.
0: I do think though, if if the goal was to get kids behind this, I'm surprised that they went with Toy Story and not bluey or paw patrol
1: you gotta understand toy story will forever be for kids
0: trev you gotta understand i got kids all right i know what the fuck i'm talking about
1: they don't like toy story
0: it's okay but it ain't nowhere on the level of bluey or paw patrol like it ain't even in the same. there's just more
1: there's just i feel like there's just more content for bluey in them so they like to see more What's of it
0: newer the animation is better than what was on toy story especially what? the original. you think the Dude, animation in watch- bluey
1: is better than the toy story animation Go
0: back and watch the original Toy Story. If you haven't seen it in a while, go back and watch the original Toy Story. It was great. Groundbreaking for its time. It is nowhere even close to what they're doing now with animation.
1: All right, I guess. I'll take your word for it, Dad.
0: (laughs) Hey, if it would have been Bluey, uh, I think all of my kids would have lost their goddamn minds with a bunch of dogs playing football uh, on a field. Maybe that's why they did do Toy Story, because they couldn't nail that level of animation live. Anyway, whatever. If you guys could be any animated character in an alternate broadcast of your games, what would you be? A little another no-dumb question. If I could be any animated character, man, the animated character I've always assimilated the most with and the one that I've loved the most and the one that I pick every time I'm playing a Mario game, motherfucking Donkey
1: Kong. Toad? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean- I'm going DK, baby. That's a fucking good one. That's a pretty good one. Who am I going with?
0: Yeah. What are you going with?
1: Gosh, you got me thinking of Mario characters now. Um, animated so characters. Yeti.
0: An- animated Yetis. We got
1: Zeus. It could be Hercules. Uh, Ooh, Hercules was a good one growing up. What's your favorite animated movie? Goddamn. I'm going to see. I'm going to need a list of them. I'm going to need a search bar. I can, I can then...
0: give it to you right now. You got Jungle Book. Uh, all the ones when we were growing up, you got Jungle Book, Lion King, Robin Hood with uh, the wolf. As Robin Hood with all the other animals playing all the other characters.
1: I mean, Shrek has got to be a good one. I'd say Shrek. That's about as Shrek, big yeti as it gets. Shrek's good. Shrek would yeah. be good. Yeah. Ooh, Beauty and the Beast. There you go. I can be the beast. I would have thought you would have
0: said like Lion King right away or something like that.
1: I mean, I do love a fucking... I love Lion King. It's a classic. Jungle,
0: Jungle Book was always my favorite growing up. More modern ones. Dude, my two favorites, Coco and Moana. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Those are my favorites that I watch with the girls. I don't think Coco Aladdin is good. God, I love Aladdin.
1: Aladdin's a good one.
0: I love watching it with Aladdin too, because they get, the girls get scared when uh, Aladdin and uh, Abu are in the, uh, looking for uh, the lamp and then Abu touches the forbidden treasure. (laughs) Gets him every time. (laughs) Aladdin was great. I forgot about Aladdin and we've been watching it a bunch recently. Kylie keeps asking me, why do you keep putting on Aladdin? I'm like, this is a fucking good movie.
1: Yeah, Kai. What are you putting on, Kai? That's all I got for you. I don't know. That's a good animated movie. Um, it was South Park, the movie. That was a good one.
0: Dude, we go adult animated movies? Team America. Team World America. I guess that's not that's not animated. That's, that's It's uh, definitely animated. Whatever it's called, uh, puppetry.
1: You, all right, you're right.
0: It's got to be at least partly animated, though, right? Like, you can't all just be...
1: Ooh, Monsters Inc. That's another. That's another big yeah. Monsters Inc. was good.
0: Sully, yeah. Sully be a good ball
1: player. Sully would be a good ball player. I don't know if he'd Mike Wazowski not so
0: much. What would right Mike now. Mike Wazowski be a kicker?
1: You got one eye.
0: He's got a big foot too. It might be pretty good.
1: Ooh, you remember Roger the Rabbit? Fuck. That's
0: an, I mean that was a great movie. Partly animated. It's like yeah. a half and half one. Half and half. I don't think I've ever been more sexually attracted to a cartoon.
1: I didn't watch that in a fucking minute. I'm gonna have to fucking watch that. Catch up on Roger the Rabbit, man. I haven't watched that in a while. The Simpsons. Simpson. Were you a big Simpsons guy? We weren't. We were more South Park in the household. Yeah, we were South Park growing up. Celebrity Death Match. I,
0: say, I will say there are not many like more on point culturally, um, like specific shows in Simpsons or South Park. Like some of those episodes. Where they make fun of like what's happening current event style is unbelievable. Those guys are family freaking guy, Oh my gosh,
1: you can't I'm a Family Guy kid my for the rest of my life. You can throw on Family Guy and I'll sit there and fucking. Family fuck Guy just was roll. big for a
0: little bit, but then it just became the same thing every single episode, I feel like.
1: No, I'm not gonna let you do that to me.
0: All right, fair enough. Alrighty. Let's get to the stamps of the week.
1: Now we hand out a couple of stamps to the guys who took their game to new heights in week four of the NFL season. New Heights Stamp of the Week is brought to you by our favorite metabolism-boosting, sugar having beverage, Accelerator Active Energy Drink. <laughs> Just when you think we weren't going to find a way to get it in the show. It's here. It's, it's here always at the here. very end of it, baby. Keeping us going that? strong. I'll start it off with my pick. Shout-out to Texans rookie quarterback. CJ Stroud from the Ohio State, man. My dog is balling, man. He's playing, uh, having the best start to uh, any rookie career at quarterback. Uh, CJ Stroud passes for 306, two tutties, no interceptions in the Texans 30 to 6 win over the Berg. Hey! Stroud now has 1,200 yards passing uh, this season, surpassed Andrew Luck for the second most passing yards ever by a player uh, in his first four career games. Only Cam Newton.
0: Hey, Fuck. He's in that's some, some good, good company, company right to be
1: in right there. Only Cam Newton is the only one that's had more at 1386. Uh, that is 1,386 yards. Yeah, Stroud hasn't thrown a pick. He's a second quarterback in the NFL history, the entire history of the league, to have no interceptions in each of his first four career starts. What? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Joining 2019's Gardner Minshew. These guys know how to take care of the ball. How about that? Shout out to CJ Stroud for taking his game to new heights, baby. I met him, met him up in Cleveland uh, when he was in college. And I'll tell you what, man, he surprised me with how tall he is. Like the guy, he must have been playing around like seven footers in college because he was every bit of like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, when I met him, okay. I, didn't, right. I didn't realize he was that big.
0: Got some life um, to him?
1: Yeah. But he's making right. great decisions over there. And he's, I'll tell you what, man, he's showing some life to a Texas team. that I'm. I don't know if everybody had the expectations uh, where they're at right now, but he's got that team rolling, man. Shout out to D'Amico Ryan, too, man. Not only the Texans
0: players are starting to take notice, the Texans fans. I don't know if you've seen this, but this, have you seen the Stroud boys? They're starting to take over. Are we Stroud boys? Are we I mean, Stroud I, boys?
1: I think I'm a Stroud boy, man. I'm, hey. I'm all for him. I'm all for him going out there and balling, <laughs> man. Representing the O.H. like that.
0: All right. For my pick, I, I mean, I got to go with Khalil Mack. Six Dude. sacks in one game?
1: That's a dangerous man right there. I mean, what are we doing? That's a dangerous man. How many sacks man. does he
0: have to have before you start like not Triple letting him them? get a sack? Like, What are we doing here?
1: You just start rolling out, rolling out the other way every play.
0: Whatever you got to do, you can't let somebody get six sacks. I mean, what the fuck are we doing?
1: Six sacks. The record in the league is like 23. He's already a fourth of the way there after one game. I mean, that is unbelievable. That's fucking wild.
0: You think you get to like three and they're like, all right, we're we're going to put a tight end next to this guy the entire time.
1: At the end of the day, you got to fucking, you got to fucking, I mean, we got to bow up. We got to bow up, boys. Whoever it is, we got to bow the fuck up. We got to find a way. Hey, we got to help. We got to help him out, but we got to find a way.
0: Well, they weren't helping him out if he had six
1: sacks. <sighs> I mean, what do we do? Bro, I got to see the plays. Maybe they were chipping him and he's fighting through. Dude. He had six sacks. The Seattle Seahawks on Monday night had fucking it was a lot. 11 sacks. It was a lot. Did they set the record? Did they tie the record? I forget what it was, man. Either way, though. The Seahawks, I don't know.
0: They had a lot. Khalil set the single-game franchise record, obviously, with six sacks for the Chargers.
1: He might have that fucking record for three teams at this point.
0: He might have been a little bit more fired up playing the Raiders. Is the most sacks a player has had against their former team – um, since it became an official stat in 1982, no other player has had a game against their former team
1: like Khalil Mack just had. Um, that's some. That's that's taking your game to new heights, if I've ever heard it, baby.
0: And if six sacks isn't enough, he also had ten tackles and two forced fumbles. What are we doing?
1: <laughs> what are we doing? That's not funny. I got to play the guy twice.
0: I Fuck. just don't understand why, dude.
1: Listen, I know. You yeah. Fucking- <laughs>
0: Gonna let the guy ruin the game?
1: That's demoralizing, man. He is a game wrecker. Shout out to Khalil for taking his game to new heights, baby.
0: This is what happens. If I'm the tackle, first sack, coach, I gotta be better. I'm sorry, man. Dude, I'll get it next time. I promise you, I got
1: him. Take us through it. What
0: about the second one? Second sack? Fuck. This guy's really good. I don't know, man. I don't know if I can do this. Third sack? I am furious. What the fuck are we doing? Why are we just letting this guy get running? Like, what are we doing, coach? I'd be furious about the tackle. What I if he would was,
1: be so mad. Dude, what if he was, you know what I mean, getting help, and he was still finding a way? Dude, Khalil Mack. There's no a, chance there's this dude had fucking, six
0: sacks fighting through chips. In, in you majors. don't know that,
1: dude. You ever played against that it. guy? Fuck, that guy can get through a chip. I'll tell you what.
0: When it's one guy, that just blows my mind that you're going to let one person have that kind of stat line it is astronomical that's, what,
1: that's why I'm over here like dude there's no way they weren't chipping them or doubling them the quarterback must have just been held like I just don't I can't see it happening like that But
0: alright I'd love to watch the clips right now but I think it's time for us to go for this one we'll get to the clips on Khalil's six sack game uh, coming up uh, on the Friday episode that is going to get released that will preview our upcoming opponents All right. Um, but right now
1: this episode's Done. That's right. That's what I say. Spicy meatball.
0: Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube to the New Heights channel so you know when all the new episodes are coming out. And make sure also to check out this bonus video where we're going to watch Clovemax' record-breaking six sack game and get into our opponents exclusively on our YouTube page. This Friday, we'll be previewing our Week Five matchups, other Week Five matchups, and maybe play some clips. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
1: All right. Now, once again, New Heights is presented. By Wave Sports and Entertainment, and this episode has also been presented by the all-new Experience Smart Money debit card. Hey, that's right—the debit card that builds credit without the debt. Make sure you get yours over at Experian. Follow the show on all social media at New Heights Show with One S. And thank you to our production and crew for deleting all the shit that would get us canceled. We love you guys. Thank you to the ninety-two percenters for always tuning in. On oh, na na na, we'll see y'all Friday. Peace.